Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today we are so, so lucky to have <laughs> just such an amazing guest. I mean, I'm we're so honored. We're in awe so that you're here. Shut up. Did you know it's, that it's, it's my like, heart? She's like a big deal. Maybe it's a big deal. Wow. I saw a photo of oh, her yeah. on a red carpet. Oh my god. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've seen so many photos. Shellacked from head to toe. From head to toe. One time Mamrie Hart wore a leather dress on a red carpet. When oh. it was a very warm event. <laughs> oh no. And we had uh, a party afterwards and literally it was a pool. Oh. It was like <laughs> I'm surprised that your tanner didn't just like melt off your legs. You know what, ma'am? <laughs> For anyone listening, if you'd go like to look at uh, Dirty Thirty premiere pics, um, oh, I'm going Hannah to is making fun of me because she was white as a ghost. I was white and as a ghost. I was wise enough to get a spray tan. Yeah. <laughs> I, so these are things you learn when you start to like, you know, hang out with cool peeps like you. Like, I know. Oh, is everyone spray tanned? I didn't know that. Dude, it's I'm, all a facade. Other, <laughs> otherwise, you just look like a ghost. Well, yeah. Oh, the entire industry is just, it's all fake. <laughs> People like are taping their eyes up and, you know, putting butt stuff in their faces. <laughs> I mean, putting is, butt stuff in their faces. I'm not medical ju- terms, medical way, in a medical way, not just in a sex way. Yeah, oh, yeah but they whoa. do that too. I have <laughs> thought that those little sponges everyone uses just look like butt plugs. Yeah, the fa- beauty blenders. Yes. I don't use those. Do you? Only for butt plugging. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Only well, as of course a butt- it gets real blue real quick. Justin, my- no. What blue is in blue comedy? Oh, I thought you meant blue is in my butt. I had like a weird <laughs> blue condition. <laughs> and my face wasn't horror so much as sheer confusion. Yeah, it gets real blue real quick. Um, Mamrie Hart, uh, for those of you who might not know, uh, uh, no relation, no relation. Oddly enough, though, I do think that we should do. I, I think a so genetic too. test and see. I think like it's. I think we could go back, and even if we're like cousins to the millionth degree. That's it's the cool something. thing about cousins. You can still just say cousins. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You know? Even if we're like 20th, 5th, 19th, we could just be like, well, 100 millionth. Yeah. yeah cousins. This is my cousin. This is my cousin. Oh, my God. Then we could start telling people we're cousins. I you know. Guys, you must have some common ancestor like going back. We must. Probably a badass, to. too. Probably from like, what is heart? Is that like Dutch or something? I don't. I think, is it German? I'm a German. Why my family's heart from Hertz, which is German. The Hertz. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just sounds like trying to do a Scottish accent. Yeah. Hey, the Hertz. The Hertz. <laughs> yeah, the Hertz. But no, we sh- I'm going to produce that video. I'll make it. And it'll be us. We'll do the spit test. I love it. Boom. Then we'll have, you know, people do gender reveal. We'll be cousins reveal. Cousins reveal. Cousins reveal. Oh my oh. I can't wait to have a cousin party. Oh my God. <sighs> then we could be kissing cousins. No, we couldn't. Oh. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my butt plugs uh i will say just a quick thing a friendly friendly note that at the dirty 30 premiere um i posted a picture of me in front of grace and baby with one of my favorite captions of all time which is a friendly like flight attendant letting these amazon goddesses board the plane i'll show you that picture we'll put it up on the handleized twitter so you guys can see it too because it's accurate i do dress whoa yeah that's how everybody knows I'm white as a I ghost. I do enjoy how tall Grace and Mamrie are compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
It's enjoyable. They are tall. And I say that with love. Everyone in my life is taller than me. And I think it's really good because if I think if I was even the same height or taller, I think people would be like, God, Hannah's You need variety. You know, you don't want to look at a a cityscape and every building be the same size. Yeah, Yeah, you need to pop up and down. We need the up and down. And that way also I seem like less bossy maybe. I was going to say... Yeah, Keep, it's like keeps you're me humble because you're, you're like your five. Height? My height, two, five, three, five, three, and sorry, three sorry, quarters. Sorry. Dare I say five, four? Yeah, see, it's like you're like a little Spitfire. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just I think like <laughs> your height just makes you go from bossy to scrappy. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you're scrappy yeah. dude, scrappy dude. Oh. We're here uh, because we are. We have the lucky privilege of having Mary Hart join us, and what we want to talk about really is origin stories. But then mm-hmm. also uh, something that you helped me learn, which is what is performance anxiety? Yes. What is performance? I mean, you actually have a degree in theater, correct? I do. That's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a, a degree in theater, and then communications. But I did like performance studies with that. Um, but I didn't really like. I didn't perform much in college. No? Yeah, it's a lot more just reading plays. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And just researching. So it's like theory. Yeah, I did bit. Yeah, I did more time on like karaoke stages than I did on yeah. actual stages <laughs> yeah. in college. Well, yeah, but you're, you also, you write, you produce, mm-hmm. you perform, uh, you dabbled in directing. Uh, Still trying to do it. Still trying to get I'm in ready. there, you know? I'm ready. Trying to get that female Let's perspective. A short Don't film. give up. Will you fund it? <laughs> <laughs> This film is shorter right. than that. Uh, yeah. Oh, Short right. Film. I forget that people Long are still invoice. like, um, <laughs> women's stories aren't viable. Right. Commercially. You're like, mm-hmm. is it 2018? For no. those of you listening, she looked at her wrist like there was a watch there. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing great <laughs> object work that <laughs> you guys were not privy to. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mavery. <laughs> For oh those gosh, of you. Object work. <laughs> yes. For those of you watching, uh, how... Are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, so my origin stories. Well, I mean, performance mm-hmm. is something that has really been in your family. You know, like well, I know everything about you, and right. so it's kind of hard. I know, everything. right? Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's hard to interview someone that you know so well. Totally. But for those who might not know, uh, your dad was actually an actor. Yeah, actually, my parents met um, at in college when they were both getting theater degrees. Yeah, they met like my mom was doing costuming stuff and my dad was acting. And then my dad, they moved to New York out of college and he did plays. And um, my mom pumped out children. And then... uh, (laughs) The hardest thing. He he wrote plays? No, he um, he was just an actor and um, did like commercials and then got a TV show and was then on that for like eight years. So I kind of like grew up on a TV set. You must have the most fun holidays. No. No. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I think? that if it's so wrong <laughs> i thought it'd just be everyone be like hey singer singer no you, we're not big holiday people uh, maybe oh. it's a, a child of divorce i'm a child yes oh oh dear so you grew <laughs> up on- i was totally fine with it <laughs> how old were you when your parents got divorced okay well here's the nutty thing i think they actually got divorced when i was in fourth grade or they told me yeah. but they'd already been separated for years really it was just that were my... they like we're gonna shock you right now <laughs> yeah no i got sat down on the bed at um the uh davy crockett inn in san antonio and told like your parents are getting we're getting divorced and uh <laughs> your parents uh aren't us actually you are a princess. Yeah, exactly. It was the beginning of the princess. <laughs> that life. would have explained so much. Um, <laughs> but no, I they didn't live together from the time I was three um, oh. until then because my dad was on the TV show, and so he lived several oh. states away and would just come home to visit. So for me, that was like totally normal. But for them, they were like separated, and it was an easier way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. When? Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were always going between, or would your dad just come to the? Where, where, I just where'd... thought dad slept on couches. <laughs> that's what I thought. You was thought like that was normal. dad's thing. I was like, that's what wow. dads do. Isn't that so great though? Like, As a okay, kid. well, it's great when you grow up with something. You're like, that's normal. It's like, yeah, like my like, kids are going to mm-hmm. grow up thinking keeping deodorant by the door is like a normal thing, and then when they're teenagers <laughs> and they go to somebody's house, they're and like, they... "Where's your door deodorant?" They're like, "What?" And then they'll come home and be like, "Why are you guys such freaks?" I love it. <laughs> But Why don't can't you want to be like everybody else? Don't you want to like create fake holidays and stuff? Oh yeah, 
Like, cause you want to be a mom. Yeah, I do. Uh, climate change has me really pretty freaked out, say, man. Has that affected your desire to procreate? It has affected my desire to procreate. I feel like now, whatever guilt I have at like manifesting a baby, um, I'm like, man, we really should adopt. And then mm. also, we should adopt a pack of wild dogs. Well, yeah. I'm 100. percent I I don't think I can have kids. And who knows? That could change. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm so obsessed with my dog's safety, <laughs> like I have an anxiety dream at least twice a week that she ran away or something happened. Oh, no. So if I had a human, I just don't know if I could, like I'd be I know. on the couch just scared, just it's holding scary. it. It's scary. It's really yeah. scary because it's like uh, when having a child is like having your heart walk around outside your body, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're just like, oh God, I hope they're okay. Are they okay right now? And then then the reality of climate change is that when they were about, would be 22, 23, which by the way, guys, we'll be like in our 50s. So like, I'm serious. We got to figure out our commune and like our situation, mm-hmm. you know, just this is the prepper in me. And we need to dismantle capitalism like right now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we got to just every man for themselves. Anyway, but that's not, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to completely <laughs> I'm change. I'm just saying, not yes. using straws right. isn't going to cut it. Okay. We're mm-hmm. talking about our way of life, which can only be sustained by enslaving all these other people in other countries and destroying the world. Okay. Yeah, Anyways, it's true. That's all so I'm now. a performer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, Mamrie, tell us yeah, about saving the so world from your perspective. The world is ending and my parents got divorced. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically, I analyze this in a soundbite. Mm-hmm. The world is ending and my parents got divorced. <laughs> Hannah's parents are still together. Really? I oh, always you find know they, what? I think that's weird. That's it how is. I feel. <laughs> and you know what? I asked my parents. I was like, how do you guys do it? My dad was like, it's all your mom. <laughs> really? I love your dad. It's your mom. It's too kind to That's leave the me. perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> your parents, I think, got a good thing going. But yeah, they, but they really, they worked know, for they it. really appreciate and love each other. Yeah. And they're so different. But yeah. And they're like, Hannah's parents are really delightful, and I would love to have them as a guest. That's guests on the set. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be so funny. Oh my god, I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love you that. Go, oh, and then you could like point out all the ways that we are similar that I don't see. You know? Yeah. Yep. yep oh, yep. that's the best when you meet family. Well, mm-hmm. when you meet Hannah's parents, it's literally like, oh wow, you guys combined and made Hannah Gelb. <laughs> that's your baby is like because I met Ella's parents, and I don't necessarily I don't get that, but they're also divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, again. Only you and Erica have parents that are still together. Guys, are your parents still together? Let us know and then analyze <laughs> How this How does podcast. anyone stay together? I don't know. Work. Here's my question. Fucking yeah. work, bro. How do you stay with someone for so many decades and not hate them by the end? You get, is <laughs> it possible? Feel like you just know each other's rhythms so much. You you know when to like bob and weave and to avoid them like a boxing match. Yep. Oh, yep. Ella and I try not to get the same amount of drunk anymore. Like when we Oh, go, that's a great plan. It's, it's, it's been <laughs> great. Really Ella, was, Ella was drinking water at your party. Mm. And she, yeah, and she, like, we we just realized that we both uh, are the type of people that, like, get combative if we've had too much to drink. And if one of us stays, like, a level or two down, mm-hmm. mwah, it's perfect. I did it in New York, you know, and she was like, let's, I'm going to start something. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to start anything. And you know me, I'm like, I'm going to start something. And she's like, I'm at New York. She actually put me in uh, the bedroom. Oh, no, when we were in Boston, the Airbnb, I just had too much to drink. And she put me in the bedroom. I was like, good night. And I was like, I'm watching a documentary about lions. <laughs> and like, you're like, don't tell me how to live my life. And she's like, we're watching TV in the living room. And I come in, I'm like, I'm like, it's a bad documentary. And I like color, <laughs> cuddled her on the couch. But it was that was something that we learned is that yeah. if one of us is stressed out or if we're traveling, we always have to keep a pace behind. You mm-hmm. know? One, I hear that. And trade it off. I feel like that's relationships and friendships. Because yeah. mm. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm bringing us back to the, the, t- the topic. topic. Yes, thank you. I was going to say. <laughs> but like figuring out rhythms with performance stuff because Hannah – Heart and I have done many tours and whatnot, and so you can tell. Like Hannah knows, don't mess with me before a show. Maybe like, it's I not. get so stressed and zoned in yep. until the second we hit the stage, and then I'm having a blast. Yep. But like, which is ironic because I get stressed out after a show. I'm always like before. Really? A show, yeah. Well, because I'm just like, okay, we got to finish. Especially with our stuff, it was like we do. We did meet and greets after. Yeah. Um, which uh, I yeah. which no. When you do them before, it changes the game. Oh. A hundred percent. Way better. So we did meet and greets after. Then it was packing up all the supplies, getting all the merch, getting everything, blah. That's the part that stresses me out after a show. And like, but we know we like learned that about each other. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it 
guys, so the secret to a happy, healthy marriage is rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and just yeah. figuring out rhythm. Well, your parents' marriage didn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and I think it is. It's accepting people for the way they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and sometimes you can accept them and realize you don't need to be around them. Yeah. <laughs> it's having the flexibility in the room and all that great stuff. Mamrie's got a great little boyfriend right now. Oh, I love him. a great little boyfriend. Oh. Love me some Chip. Yeah. Love He's a me good some one. Chip. He's a quality. He's got this mustache and a smile that and just. His name is Chip. That's great. Isn't it? Isn't that great? Ugh. It's just cute. It's really He's cute. He's got a southern accent. And, uh, <gasps> He's from Georgia. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Would you like Chip? <laughs> if he has some friends, I do love a southern. Hey, you know, one of his friends is coming Mamrie, to the thing I can tonight. Just see, like the chip plus sign, Mamrie, like it's pretty know. cute. Yeah. We've got a cute origin story. I, um, <laughs> I'm engaged, so I'd yeah. love to hear about it because <laughs> I don't night. know how to meet people. So if you could, yeah. well, Anyways, Chip's bringing to a friend tonight. Sorry, I'm. I keep getting us off topic. Oh, I just no. want to talk about boys and boys climate change. and climate change <laughs> and a pack of wild dogs. But yeah, so in regards to that, so you spent time with your dad on the set. Mm-hmm. Like, did your, and what did your mom do at, as a career then? My mom uh, was a teacher. She taught high school English and theater. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like single moms, three kids who were all very outgoing and social and so the house was always filled with people or we were always out you know we mm. were bad kids <laughs> yeah they were bad kids I'm trying so hard not just be like we had a little toods well we this is a podcast has an explicit rating um so you can mm. you can talk about how bad you are girl i was pretty good yeah she was the good one out I, of her siblings isn't that oh. shocking well you probably had to hold together with for like are you the oldest? I was the baby. Youngest. Oh, you're baby. So, so she, I was like, I need to give this poor woman a break before she has a, before she has a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. I see what happens here. And Did, I've mm-hmm. got to hold it together. When do you think you first realized that you wanted, acting was a profession of choice? Did you ever want to be anything else? You know, when I look back at it, I think all kids have the moments where they're like, I'm definitely a singer. Or, <laughs> I'm, you know, it was, but it was always something in this, the vein of performance. I've never wanted to be a teacher or a doctor or anything of that sort yeah it was always um, performance. there was a second where i thought i'd be a good private investigator <laughs> but that was just in oh. high school like because i caught my boyfriend lying and ver- <gasps> but like i was so good at it how'd you do it what happened there was no texting oh no no because i remember there was like a day he said he was oh, what was it it was all like completely innocent but he said he was doing something and then later i saw a picture of him with like a friend of his that was a girl and i was like no you went and hung out with her he was like no i didn't i was like here's the proof that's the same stained shirt you wore. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm Monk. I'm Monk. Oh my you- God. Well, you know what you should do is make a sl- uh, show slash movie where you're a private investigator. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I have, I'm not worried. I think it's going to be made. Thank I think you. you're going to make it. Thank you. I, I mean, not you. make it in, you know what I mean? Make that right. particularly not make it in like, <laughs> you got, I think it'll make it. Kid. That's so condescending. Yeah. I think you're going to make, gonna it, make kid. it, kid. Well, um, but growing up, I mean, with exposure to Hollywood, I feel like something that people realize when they come to LA is how the machine works or mm-hmm. how the entertainment industry works. And But I didn't at all because when I was experiencing it, it was on a set in Covington, Georgia. You know what I mean? So I wasn't coming to Hollywood and seeing the inner workings. I was just going to this place where like, you know, they they filmed the show and I've known these people since I was three. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. What have you guys learned about the machine? Because I don't know what you mean when you say that. Like what what are like the myths that were it's, shattered? That's why they like... call it an industry. It's the end. It's the biz. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot that goes into everything. And it's a total mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like what? I mean, I'm still learning, but even the idea that someone like a movie takes years before, you know, to get together before you ever are going to. And despite how much effort you put into that and then years and years and years, it can just stop. Like there are scripts that were held for 18 years or something gets bought or like, oh, we've been trying. I have a script I sold three years ago. I'm on its 10th draft. You know what I mean? And I still don't know if it'll ever be even read out loud you know what i mean yeah and then it's so amazing that like shitty movies still get made right that's, going the, shocking. that's the shocking part that whole like so much work and so many people with so many different skills coming together yeah mm-hmm. it's amazing i know people that was a fun thing to actually watch to watch you experience on the first movie we did together camp dakota and but just learning like <laughs> hannah would like start to move stuff or like 
you know, they're relighting. She'll be like, I'll move it. And it's like, no, no. Hannah, you're not allowed to. Yeah, it's, like, it's people, not. There's a specific job for every single minutia that mm, goes into this mm-hmm. and probably a union. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yes. Yeah. What, are they, what is the name of the person who like moves lights? Those the are gaffers. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gaffers. Like, there's all. Um, I had no. This is how ignorant I was. And how much I've learned. I had no idea how many people were on a movie set. And so on the first day of filming or something like that, I brought a dozen cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the cutest. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. At the, yeah. I brought a dozen cupcakes. But there were like 40 people there. Oh, my you God. Know? I feel like even I know that. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> no, I'm talking because I made like I act quote unquote acted in a three minute film oh Ooh, tell us everything <laughs> uh it was from a, a friend of mine who's uh he does producing and as like freelance and he wanted to do this little filmmaking race it was so hard to make a three minute movie mm-hmm. it took so much time mm-hmm. so much effort so much editing so much writing so much carrying of equipment mm-hmm. and like holding lights to make a three-minute movie. I mm-hmm. was like, I really appreciate every movie that gets made now, mm-hmm. even if it's really bad. Because- I mean, yeah, it's an art. I feel like anyone who's ever picked up a camera and tried to record something realizes how much effort goes into making the myth, right? And like mm. making it come to life. And acting is hard. And especially, Ugh. too, I mean, that's another thing. I don't mean to just like keep tooting the Hannah horn, but like... <laughs> But acting in front of those 40 people oh, God. is a whole different beast I don't know. than in front of a camera by yourself in your house, you know? Yeah. I don't know how anyone, I don't know how, I'm like, good actors do deserve a million dollars because <laughs> that is, how do you, because you have to be like, right, I'm I, okay I, with feeling stupid yep. in front of all these people. And I'm literally like shoving, like showing everyone my beating heart right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and it might fine. be like, and then I'm going to do it 15 more times. Yeah, oh, right. the director's going to be like, stop fucking my movie up with your yeah. shitty acting. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, you've then. worked with Michael Bay? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, no, it's terrifying. And then it's like, oh, okay, hey, I really love that you ripped your heart from your chest and like you did, and I've never had to like cry or anything like that, but like you did that. Um, a little less. Can you do it a different way? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. So like, okay, so. In the industry, there's a lot of different jobs you can have. When did you, you, you know, what did acting seem like to you as a kid? What made you, like, what was it in your mind's eye? You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to do exactly what I had experienced, like, my dad doing. I thought, like, you just go to New York, mm-hmm. you book a TV show, and you're on it for eight years. And you did live in New that, York for a while, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I want to hear about those years. She lived there for a lot of reservations for people at restaurants. Um, no, I went up there and I was acting. I think I always knew I wanted to act because I did plays in high school. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew I enjoyed it. The, the interesting thing, though, is that I didn't become as crazy passionate about it until I started writing my own stuff. Like I was always like, I like oh. acting and this is enjoyable, but had it the sliver in the back of my mind of people talk about if you want to be successful in such a like a lofty goal of, let's say, becoming a successful actor like you've got to want it you know like mm-hmm. you couldn't live if it didn't happen and i was like am i a poser yeah i mean how can it does anyone do that I, like what about all the doubts and yeah. the thinking about it no. <laughs> i mean years. it's kind of like it's the only thing you'd want you to become that mentality i think is like the it's got to be the only way you could live your life and the only goal you could want to accomplish like for me i'd be like well no, I'll have a different career. Like I'll be fine. Yeah, because yeah, well, I feel like isn't that like that just seems very unrealistic that like that could be the only way that a person could live because well, there's so many ways to live. But I feel like it's very closely tied to, and I know I'm on like uh, you guys know a lot more about this topic than me because you have this podcast. But I feel like that's tied to people who are like narcissists. Yeah, <laughs> to where it's less like uh, this is my passion, and more like if I'm not famous. I will die. Like I the will world to exist. Yeah. Will stop turning. Well, <laughs> and like, then it's also like um, such an emotional. Like it, you kind of have to be just ignore that. Just sound. ignore that. Sound. Is there <laughs> owl <laughs> as the elevator yeah, man? Yeah, um, that's our. That's Hootie. Hootie who? <laughs> uh, well, I was just gonna say. I also feel like the emotional instability would be so hard. The highs and lows of the career itself, and mm-hmm. then also the highs and lows you need to perform. Like right. to bring yourself up there and back down. 
And it's, also, well, the- it's like people, a lot of people find substance abuse in mm-hmm. that because it's like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like Mad Men made John, John Hamm became like an alcoholic. You know, like, and womanizer, oh, and womanizer. yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of bad stuff. But what were you saying? Oh, sorry. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I always like really enjoyed it, but I never knew how I was going to get there. And I think it wasn't until I decided, oh, I like writing, and I want to write my own stuff, that I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. Like once it became creating your own story, as opposed to just going on auditions and being at the will of someone else, is when I was like oh, I can't get enough of this. Mm. Oh, like, did you ever, and, you know, again, like I have so much insider insight into Mamrie and we've had conversations similar to this. Um, I guess it's like, so I learned everything in LA in like go, 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 like mode. And uh, were you ever like, after an audition, I'm done? Like, I feel, I feel terrible about myself right now. Or like that disappointment, mm. like how do you recover? Like, yeah. oh my God. um, it's really, I feel like it becomes such a muscle of like letting it go, like walking out of the room and not giving a shit. Whoa. Um, <laughs> but that's like a superpower. <laughs> yeah. 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 To really like let it roll off your back. I think it's a lot like auditions. Who cares if they don't like you? Like, we've been on the other side, I feel like, a few times in, in the casting aspect, where you literally go, they're fucking great, but they just, it's not what I had in my head. Right, You know, right, right. so you can take that and be like, I could be exactly what they want, except they need someone who's four inches taller, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a bigger rejection is doing live performances and not getting the reaction. Mm. Like, I... Uh, did a performance recently of my by myself on stage and it went terrible and I just like felt such oh like you know you know what I mean I can't I, I don't that, know it's, yeah that's, that's so much different than an audition was it like a like stand-up or like yeah oh. was it a one your one moment show it was it was me doing a bit like huh. on a show oh. yeah, on a stand-up show that I just felt so like please, can I just open up a trap door and fall in? Oh, God, you know I, I mean? hate that feeling. With auditions, it's like, okay, great, I didn't book this work. But with that, when you're like doing your own thing. Oh, yeah. What and is wrong live? with those people? Yeah, what was <laughs> wrong with those people? They were idiots. They were idiots is what yeah, that, that was. male loud comments. Oh, yeah. That's pro- yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the know your audience Let's go look at my fake watch again. <laughs> like, is wait, it- you're not a man? This joke isn't about a blowjob. You're going to talk about periods? Is that a fake Google watch? <laughs> and you are looking up my bio? Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. I actually better. Used, I used a different hand the first time. I know. Is, you've, just, you've just got from wrist to bicep of watches. <laughs> like a man selling them in the I'm park. excited for when she pulls oh, out her pocket watch. Lots of... <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for the steampunk watch. Yeah. The flavor flave clock. It'll yeah. also the train. It'll also transport us to a different time. Yeah. Oh, oh that would be great. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. Oh yeah. So- oh wait, you please please go ahead. <laughs> I gotta say, I can't answer that until we take a break. Let's talk about pants. Duck duck. Underpants, talk about where, uh, uh, underwear, who's there, hey, yeah, this is a rap this time about Tomboy X, and it is really great and gives you confidence and you can fill in the blanks. Hey guys, I'm here to talk about my favorite uh, podcast advertising moment of this exact second, which is now talking about Tomboy X. As you guys may or may not recall, it's time to stop wearing the underwear that does not make you feel confident. You should wear something comfy, something that allows you to shake your groove thing to your heart's extent. Yes, that was my phone sending off a text message noise. I don't know if you heard it or not. Anyway... The facts of the matter are this. Regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. So, to get yours, go to TomboyX.com Hanalyze and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And, guess what? Hanalyze this, listeners. Get an extra 15% off using the code Hanalyze. Again, the code is Hanalyze for an extra 15% off. So, Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash analyze. Wow. Imagine that.
we're back. Mamer Hart, uh, last we heard, I believe you had a question. I do have a question. <laughs> I know we're like bouncing around all over the place, but I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about you getting into performing and like your anxiety of it all. I would like to know, you guys just did two live shows. You're not a person who is normally on stage. Did Were you anxious or did it feel casual because it's conversation and not um, like performance? I know? felt, well... It was podcast live, so that was interesting. Right. Yeah. It's hard to say how... Well, I mean, I was so nervous yeah, leading okay. up to it. And then when we were on stage, I was like, oh, this is like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. It was nice having a laugh track. Oh, yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... No, 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 no. Not like an actual... <laughs> like, you guys pumped fake laughs through the audience. <laughs> That'd be so funny. No, no. We hired, actually, like, a few. Well, yeah. I think that, like, my fear was, like, you know, I didn't know if, if it would translate as a laugh out loud podcast. Like, people enjoy mm-hmm. it, and, you know, it's a podcast. And so my fear was that it was going to be quiet, but people laughed, and... Right, right, right. I was surprised at that. Like, it felt like doing... It was... To be honest, it was a lot easier than doing like a live show, like what we did with No right. Filter, because it was just like this, except there were other people around hanging out, mm-hmm. and it was, mm-hmm. and they were like really happy to be there, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing. Any new shows to plug? I know, uh, not not at this point in time. But if I had to do like my own, if I was doing like a stand up show, dear God, I, right, that would be so scary. I don't know if you know this. Hannah just completed six cl- courses of improv or whatever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She oh, did She did improv on a stage with her ta- team. Right, right. Where'd you take? What? what? Where'd you take classes? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, in like, San Diego at Finest City Improv. Sweet. Finest City. Yeah. Oh, that helps like buco. Oh, yeah, but if you can go on stage and be like all of a sudden I'm just walking out here to pretending this whole scenario at a pizzeria exists. Like you can sit and talk to your best friend on stage. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the podcast is easier though. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. For no, sure. I'm saying yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh. like improv is still so hard, and yeah. I still am so like, oh, I'm not funny. Like there's be like the rules. people didn't laugh uproariously at every single thing I said, so I'm a failure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just healthy stuff like that. No, that's really scary. <laughs> I I do not do improv. I'm not nervous on a stage, like bantering and and doing fun bits. Um, but like as far as just the structure of improv and like the rules and the game of it, I it no, made me too anxious. Thank you. I took one class and I stopped going because I was like, I can't. I'm same. I'm I'm physically trying to make myself sick to give myself an excuse not to go. I was like, I'm, I'm wishing a fever. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, it, it's too terrifyingly unplanned. Like, mm. I like, like the whose line is it anyway style of improv where it's like one liners and it's yes. like every person, it's a game and every person is playing for themselves. I'm okay with because if I fail, I fail and it only affects me. Mm. The fear right. of being responsible for the scene going down or whatever or right. any of it or like, I just like that unspoken trust. Weesh. No. Nah. <laughs> like, no, first of all, you. I don't trust other people. No, hell no. <laughs> hell I just no. met Roger. Like, <laughs> uh, there was a lot of. Um, and what if Roger's idea was bad? <sighs> Roger always pulls out a gun and has a sex scene. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's no, always pretends always we're in a guy. Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, I love Michael Scott taking improv on the office. <gasps> oh, I, yes. I he, he pulls out a gun in every scene. Yeah. Like a fake gun. Oh my <laughs> like God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but. A lot of people when I was in New York and at this theater is they would do uh, improv classes for like companies and stuff just to help with public speaking or Mm -hmm. not even really team building more just it makes you so uncomfortable to get that silly and mm-hmm. to think of stuff, you'll be more comfortable in normal situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Man, I still feel like I haven't quite like cracked the like magical. Well, I haven't gotten to the part of improv where I'm like, oh man, it's so uncomfortable and it's so great. I'm still like, this sucks. Because <laughs> well, you have to keep like... doing it because you did it. You completed the course. Why well, do you have to I keep still going? Like it's still very, it's very important for like me as a human because mm. I still struggle so much with all the things that improv really helps you with. Like the yes anding. Yeah, and like yeah. not, and being like, just being okay. Like all of improv is just, just be okay. That's it. Just be okay with what's happening. I think and I'm I'll, still like, this isn't okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. And it's like, if you can just be like, no, it's okay. Everything is fine in improv. That's like what improv is. And yeah, I, there's I, no wrong moves. And I kind of think that the same applies to all performance arts, right? Like with acting too. It's like you have to be okay in discomfort. 
and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, then like life and stuff. Yeah. I do not like either <laughs> of those things. Oh, I hate those mm-hmm. things. And so like, I, you know, I find like I'll get an audition. If I get an audition, uh, I read about it. And if I like it, I can't care too much because I'm not used to the disappointment. I can't. Right. I've never gotten anything I auditioned for. Not oh, once. I have not in years. Like commercials, I was great. But like anything else, I'm just a bad auditioner. Mm. And well, I, th- yeah. I think that's a whole other skill set. Yeah, it's really hard. And I get anxious too. Like if I have an audition, I... It's like nothing else exists. Right. If Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some people are like, yeah, whatever. I got, I got this audition. I'm like, it has to be in the morning because all I'm going to do is obsess about it. I can't like go to a meeting, talk about things, and then go to an audition. And then go, no, I know. I'm obsessed. I know. That's and, like a whole. I don't know how anyone gets anything. Like, I know. How, you, how do you not just be terrible because you're so nervous? It's I mean, a weird I'm- line <laughs> because if you care, like if it's like, and this is the thing I always juggle when I'm audition. If 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 I audition, part of me is like, okay, don't care about it too much because if you don't get it, I'm gonna try and like I don't. I hate that feeling of rejection and mm-hmm. disappointment. You know, so don't care too much. But care some, because if you don't care at all, you just won't go to the audition. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I'm not going to. Like, if I don't care, why am I doing this with my day? Well, that's the thing. Of, but then I feel like that's I, how, that's the only time when it happens. Is someone like, oh, I was late. And then, was my watch again. I was late. <laughs> yeah. And then I happened to wander into audition. I don't I didn't give, didn't give a shit. And they were like, oh, you're perfect. And now you're no, Adam Driver. See, I do that. That's how I rationalize being ill-prepared. <laughs> Is oh. I'm like, well, if I don't give a shit and whatever and I'm chill, then it'll be great. And then I never book anything. But my friend Beth, she was going to an audition. It was like a Southern woman kind of thing. And I got a drink with her after. And she was, her hair was curled and she had on uh, press on nails. <sighs> she was like, I just thought this character definitely has long nails. Whoa. And I'm like, and that's why you book the leads of pilots. Mm. And she, like she goes all the way in. See, so. I'm like, I don't, why would I know what this character I need someone to tell me what this character is like. And then I know what. Yeah, it's that's the thing that like it's such bravery, but also uh, it's it's such a confusing art form to experience from the inside Mm -hmm. from how it looks on the outside. Oh, it's so it looks like a blast. Yeah, but it is so brave. It's so fucking I mean, it's like repeatedly walking into a street with cars driving. And no matter (laughs) how big you get, this is the other thing that kind of fucks me up about entertainment. No matter how successful you are, the second a project's over, you have the anxiety again of what am I going to do next? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Mm. What am I going to be like just kicked out of the industry am i gonna make a comeback in 10 years yeah and we yeah I do i like... get two oscars now should i get another like what do you like right. people like meryl streep i'm sure still feel that same like well this project's done what's the next project 100 percent. and the like the more successful you get the more your star rises like the more there is to fall i know that's so negative but i compare it to like i've been snowboarding a few times it's been forever wow but i'm not good at it because what i found is that when i would get going in my head, I'd go, the better I am at this, the faster I go, the more it's going to hurt when I fall. So I would like mm. make myself, you know, that like that whole idea. You need to keep like, it in Fear your of con- success stuff because you're like, well, if I don't, you know, succeed, then I can't fail. Right. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to get some success to be to have it taken to have away. It be t- yeah, to have it re- taken away. And then that's. It's like you publish a book. I mean, we both publish multiple books, and then it's like, well, what's the next book? We both uh, made multiple productions and been in multiple things. It's like, well, what's the next thing? And that, I feel like, if your value as a person is derived from that, I think that's the danger zone. That's well, where it well, gets exhausting. I feel like that's where why there's so much substance abuse, right? Yeah, because you're just like, this is too much to deal with. Like, it's too intense and painful and scary and Mm -hmm. and just and insecure you know because it takes a lifetime of a career to have enough residual income coming in that you can be like well i'm gonna be a mom now or like you know you know what they say it's hip to be a square and it's also hip to make a website. So Squarespace is here to do all of the above. Yes, guys, with Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website to showcase... Website? Well, you know what I mean. To showcase your work, blog, or publish content. Sell products or services of any kind. Squarespace... Squarespace? Wow. Squarespace... 
Wow, Squarespace needs to teach me how to say its name. Squarespace gives you beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize the look and feel with just a few clicks. It's free and secure hosting with 24-hour customer support. Wow, 24-7 even. So that's what we want you to do, guys. We want you to get out of your comfort zone and go make it. You got an idea? Make it. You got a service you want to sell? Sell it. You got a website you want to build? Build it. Boom, baby. Which is why we want you to go check out squarespace.com slash earbuds for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code earbuds to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Think it, dream it, make it. With Squarespace. Lady, you want to say hi? Could you guys hear that? I make you a website, lady, on Squarespace. Okay, back to the show. Like, whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr.? Like, I think part of me is like... I mean, he's a... I mean, I hate to say it, but the whole industry is also really different for men, too. He was also... His dad was super famous. He was born into wealth. (gasps) And he's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. So they're fine on that Buffy. But there's no... But (laughs) I'm still like, oh, that's sad, though, that he's like doesn't work anymore like does he do anything? yeah what do you, yeah but i don't then, know like is it like he he did do movies he did a mm-hmm. show right or something i can't remember it was the 90s um <laughs> no but i like, see what you're saying i follow devin like, sawa on the, instagram the who sawa. i was in, you know in love with as a child oh, absolutely. And i don't think he just like decided to stop acting i mean that happened to my dad mm-hmm. you know he was on tv for a long time and then it was like you book a thing here and there and then you don't and then it's like what was what was that like? When how old were you when his show ended? ended? Um, I think I was like eleven. Eleven. I think I, think I was in like s- sixth grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like Seven? in terms of like perspective of career? Like how did he handle that? Where did he go? Like right. I mean, I can't like totally speak for him, but then they moved out to L.A. and he auditioned and you know got some like little arcs on various TV shows and commercials or whatnot, but. You know, it's nothing. What do you do? Like do you? Again. Yeah. If you stop working, what do you do? Go work at a Home Depot. Right. And then did someone's you, like, aren't you from that TV show? Right. You know and what I mean? Then, yeah. Did you guys see that movie slash read that book one day? Mm-mm. No, I don't read. Hannah reads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this really th- this thing I think about all the time where so there's this character who was on a show and then like the show got canceled and then he had all these personal troubles and then his friend hires him and like. It's like a food production company or like natural snacks. Mm-hmm. But the way you start out at the company is everyone has to go through the same process. So he starts out at like the coffee shop. Yeah. And then the, every day. And so it's like, oh, my God, he like from his perspective, he's like the people who come in and see me and are like, weren't you on TV? They're like to have been on TV, put on a little weight and now be working at a coffee shop. It's like a living death. Wow. Yeah. But like, why do we think that? Like if you I know if you were doing it. Like you you still are doing way better than most people. I never even had the courage to try. True, I think there's going to be a huge slew of that, and I don't mean to be like negative Nancy, but a huge <laughs> slew of that on this generation that Hannah and I are so engulfed in of people who have had this level of success on the internet who've never had to work a normal job, like literally been Dude. doing this since they were 17, and now it's not even, oh, I can't be like working at, a, a coffee shop and get recognized or whatever by a fan that'd be embarrassing it's more like i don't have any work experience period Whoa. like yeah. i don't know what it's like Whoa. i don't know like adjusting your brain to even getting paid by the hour or like a certain amount like mm-hmm. th- or just, just having works. anything on your resume yeah like anything. that's the thing that uh, it's also scares me for these younger generations of like content creators that have been doing it since they were 17 mm-hmm. 19 etc if if you're so beholden to your success mm-hmm. at that point because mm-hmm. you have nothing else to support you. And you think it's normal yeah. to be making that kind of right. money. And right. Like and that, we're over like, <laughs> it's like, it's right. like, and then, yeah. I, you know, when people say things like, Oh, I guess I'll just go work at Starbucks. I'm like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, there's they nothing have benefits. Okay. A, there's nothing wrong with that. But also like, it's not like you're, they're just going to say yes. You oh. still have to apply for the job and get it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. a that's a big thing, too, of people being like, well, I guess, yeah, if if it doesn't work out, I guess I'll just be like an actor and uh, I'll do oh. movies. And you're like, I'll just go okay. be like a publisher at like a high power, yeah. like really well-known. Yeah. That it's was like, me post-college. I was like, oh, that's not how the world works, <laughs> works. at all. <laughs> Even you said, I think we were on we were on stage maybe in Australia. I forget when it was. Yeah. And you were totally just joking. But you were like, you guys, we should all like, we should sell a TV show together. And Grace and I were like, We've literally pitched dozens of TV shows for 
eight years <laughs> that you get rejected. You know what I mean? Like for everything that gets made, it's like there's a dozen people who are working their grind off and yep. it's not. I'm in year two of trying to make that lesbian rom-com and we're Which, still... Which, by the way... Not, I mean, fingers crossed. Let me crossed. tell you, as someone who lives with two queer women, the world is depending on this lesbian rom-com. I said I would help in any way possible. Me too. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is... Uh, but it's tough. It's just But tough. it's very hard. And it's then also hard. it's like, if you're somebody that like... What, what I think people don't under, expect maybe to encounter in the entertainment industry is um, just like how often you're just doing nothing but waiting, mm-hmm. but you're also hurrying, but you're also like it's hurry engulfing. Hurry up and wait. It, yeah, hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. And it's like engulfing. It engulfs like the 360 of your life, especially if you're on camera. Then it's like, well, now I'm thinking about how I look. And it's like, wow. Your job isn't just your job. Mm-mm. It's your lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. That's it. Right. Well, and also, this is what gets me in a crazy spiral loop. Uh, like when I think about, okay, what is life about? Mm. I mean, that is the start what of a spiral I, loop. If what I have heard When have I been like the happiest in my life? Yeah. Like, is it worth it to kill myself? That's that this, freaking like, balance. For this thing that's like, but like you don't even get to know if it's going to go where you want it to. And then you're going to be like, was it? worth it to sacrifice like all this time and maybe like spending time with my loved ones and maybe just having kind and of maybe just more, eating so many maybe carbs having a simple existence of like a simple but then do you have simple existence and then it's the whole I yeah but tried. when you're on your deathbed right. and you're like what have i made of myself and i didn't even i should have at least tried right. you know right. so god damn to live without that time machine i mean so <laughs> <clears throat> like i feel like if you you just have to accept you could make any choice and regret it it's not about the choice you make. It's like if you live with the idea that you could regret it or like you just can't. You have to find your balance. You mm-hmm, just have to. Like mm-hmm. with with the entertainment stuff, I love, love <clears throat> this career. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that there's a bunch of different aspects, a bunch of different skill sets. I love that sometimes it's about writing. Sometimes it's about doing. Sometimes it's about making. Sometimes it's about thinking. Sometimes it's about nothing. Like I love it and it's the best job I could ever hope for. And so I've set my goal to just be that I can sustain mm-hmm. my life. You know, not, I'm not looking for these huge number one hit show on TV or anything like that. I just want to make sure I can make stuff and have mm-hmm. that be my job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes. that's like my safe space. See, my prison is I want that number one show on TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so well, what is that like though? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, I have the same thing with you in that you feel like you're never clocking out. Just so you guys know, it's three o'clock. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, guys. She I'm checked gonna, an, actual an actual clock, you guys. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. But this is great. And you said clocking out. Guys, is wow. this like a weird, are we in like some weird like Illuminati. clock joke Illuminati? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know. I guess what you could say is that like all your life is a performance. <laughs> so like any anxiety is performance anxiety. Yeah. Oh my God, it's right. You're Whoa. writing your lines as you speak them. Whoa. It's like you're, and also like you're always an extra in like someone else's life. Oh wow. This is actually something I heard said at a party at Hannah Hart's house once. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> after the But vape. this was like seven years ago. <laughs> Wait, you're an extra in someone else's life? Mm-hmm. Or like a supporting role, or like you're a supporting role, the kooky friend. Oh, whoa! Because that makes because sometimes I'm you know I think about I'm we're all wa- the main. Characters. I'm always walking around mm-hmm. like I'm so important. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not. Like everyone thinks they're the most important person. No, really, we're but all in be. like the world's longest movie. Yeah, and we're yeah. it's like the being John Malkovich. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, but you should be. You should be like the main character. You know, but in a healthy way, not in like a self-absorbed narcissistic way. Okay, um, oh, Mamrie, I could talk to you for I hours. Know, I know. You guys come back so on the show. Questions. I feel yeah, like I have total. Analyze this a, blue ball, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I need to keep talking. Oh, we know. should do a memory part two because I want to know. I know. I, I want to do a memory part two too. Got um started like on YouTube exactly. Oh, and then like why she moved to LA and like. Mm. Oh. But I remember you did a very funny um around that time video about kale chips, and you put kale on a chip and then ate it, and I was like. Oh. I don't even remember it, but I'm in. I'm in. I'm oh, in. I 
I think it was when you just moved to LA and you're like, in LA, people eat a lot of kale chips. <laughs> and it looks like this. And, and I'm putting kale on a chip. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, this girl. <laughs> Panelize this blue balls is my favorite uh, like totally. sentence. I know. We'll definitely have to have you back. And we should also plan, I feel like for uh, people such as yourself, we should plan like an hour and a half show because right. you have so much. Like, we uh, had a lot of trouble yeah. leaving the house this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look, I opened and shut the door three. I had to go back upstairs three times. It happens. Three times. It happens. I was like, cord, this, that. And then the third time I came down with Ella because she was like, I'll just hitch a ride because <laughs> she had to go to work. Oh my goodness. I know. But wait, okay. So let's get one little nugget okay. before okay. we depart so we can we feel that we've achieved some sense of analyze this. Yeah, I feel yes. like I just confused your audience. I no, know. you didn't. No, Here's no, no, my you. nugget. Oh, I, mine's a question. Mamrie has excellent bone structure. <gasps> Thank and you. Therefore, I feel like you will succeed in everything you do. God bless. If these cheeks can cash the checks. Mm. I think you have excellent work ethic oh, and you. you have I like this compliments at the end. I know. Yeah. Um, I feel like we you, don't do this for everybody. I feel like you want you know that you you know that it's a want, mm-hmm. you know, and not like a uh, something you're entitled to. You yes. know that it's about working. And that is something that like I think Mamrie's work ethic and like watching her go through the hope, rejection, disappointment, success cycle has helped me learn how to better deal with it. Um, because I'm just like, well, Mamrie knows it's just about keeping going. And like, yeah. you just got to go. My, one of my favorites, uh, Joan Rivers had a quote that was like, if I'm, it's not word for word, but basically like, if you put enough shit in a pot, it'll become a soup. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, you just keep making and making and making and making and making. Right. And it'll, you know. Yeah, you keep trying and trying. Mm-hmm. What would, uh, before we go, for those who might be listening who have hopes of working in entertainment or becoming an actor, um, do you have any, like, parting words of advice? Don't be lazy. <laughs> like, oh. I know that's so simple. And, like, I wish Nikes didn't have just do it, but literally just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, you, especially right now, I know, God, I sound like such a bitch, but, like, <laughs> When we talk about you're the, the protagonist in your own movie, and especially now with like uh, feedback on social media and like constantly looking at yourself, like oh God, you so you are not you don't get a free pass. Like that's a camera on your phone. Like you still have to work. Yeah, and like uh, I don't know. It's yeah. just like don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Oh God, I'm already. Don't, you're not gonna sit on your couch and get famous. Mm-mm. Or not, or get work. Yeah, like screw fame. Like yeah. If you want to, and if you want to act, like, you know, think about the careers of people like John Hamm. Oh, well, bad example, but who, or um, Brian Cranston, right? Yes. These people would spend 20, 25 years of auditions and rejection and maybe an occasional Lowe's commercial or whatever. And mm-hmm. then in their mid 40s, boom. Right. Yeah. It can happen. You have to keep going. I mean, right. I remember I had so much comfort like in my mid 20s when like nothing was happening where it was like well Kristen Wiig didn't get SNL till 31 and now I'm on the other side where I'm like and I'm 35 and like you know like when you're like is it gonna happen yeah you know yeah I think what about that guy from Love Actually who plays the singer I feel like he just showed up one day and he was like 65 oh I I feel like he was born old yeah because he's only he's in a lot of Christopher Guest movies that guy yeah, that's oh. the guy who plays the rock star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Is born. Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, you guys no. can have a whole. Okay, no. we got. We okay, got, okay, okay, hold, hold on. on. <laughs> don't stop because you don't know when your prick is coming. You exactly. don't. You don't. It's a long. It's like dating. Is you just got to keep putting yourself out there oh, if you want it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah speaking of, I'll see you in a couple hours because yeah, we're go. going to a movie together. Yay! <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Mamrie, where can people find you if they desire to find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on my YouTube channel which is You Deserve a Drink, and also on my social media, which is MameTown, and on Grace Helbig and I's new podcast, This <gasps> Might Get Weird. You can Ooh. find it wherever you find podcasts. Yeah, baby. Podcastery. Podcastery. <laughs> Guys, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, and share it, um, because, you know, uh, just share it, please. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, you've heard us break yeah, down about yeah. becoming failures. <laughs> exactly. You hold the key. Okay, bye. <laughs>